0: Hey there, welcome to this CarCast, CarSmart edition of The Shaleen Show. I know it might not sound like I'm in my car. I will be in my car in just a moment, but I wanted to say thank you to you because I heard from quite a few people that when you heard the little horn honk at the beginning of my CarCast episodes, that it freaked you out when you were in your car because you thought someone was honking their horn at you. Now, I don't need you to be crashing into anyone or flipping anybody off on the freeway, so we'll play around with the new sound effect today. See, ask and you shall receive. But before I get to that addition, I want to share with you this awesome message that just made my day today from one of you. Hi, Shaleen, this is Bridget. I'm a lifer of yours on Snap, and I listen to your podcasts, and I've been using the Smart Life Wish Journal since it came out. Um, really committed to self-improvement, and I have been trying to start a habit of meditating and journaling for no less than five years. And I have a bunch of journals with one or two pages filled out in them. Because of this, the me time selection and the journal page that you have in the Smart Life Push Journal, I have journaled and meditated every single day since January 1. And that is huge for me. And it's made such a difference. Like I feel so much more peace and clarity and focus. And I just... I have to thank you. Like that edition, those two changes to the journal have made it such a a key part. And I tried like everything. I've done the Miracle Mornings. I've gotten the five second journal. I've got, you know, you name the journal. I bought it and it's never helped. But this is absolutely the key. So thank you so much. It's made a huge difference. I love that. What she's referring to is the latest edition of the Smart Life Push Journal. It truly is a game changer, easy, it's simplistic, it's portable, it's how you organize the most important areas of your life, and that includes your day, your productivity, your health, your nutrition, and where it is you want to be 90 days from now. So if you haven't already, please go check out the latest edition of the Smart Life Push Journal by going to smartlifepushjournal.com. Okay, let's take a ride. What's up? Hey there. Are you ready to go for a ride? Okay, so put your seatbelt on, my friend, because we are about to take a ride together. Welcome to this edition of the Shalene Show. Welcome to the Shalene Show. Shalene is a New York Times bestselling author, celebrity fitness trainer, and obsessed with helping you live your dream life. So, what does it take to get out of a funk? And how do you become a happier person? Like, how do, you, how do you become one of those people who seems pretty even most of the time or, or even pretty upbeat most of the time? I want to talk to you about that today because I've got some, some pretty important things I want to share with you, strategies that I think you need to consider. And I'm going to talk to you about them in order of effectiveness. How about that? So I often get messages from people who are struggling. Sometimes it's because they're going through something that you would, you would expect someone to struggle, like their loved one just passed away, or um, they just went through a really hard breakup, or a divorce, or um, being terminated from their job. And that's, that's normal to struggle with that. And I think those things make us stronger, they make us better. And then I get messages from people who say, I've just been on and off sad or depressed or unhappy most of my life, I guess, or for years maybe. It's, it's not like one thing. Or sometimes this person will say, or I'll have someone reach out to me that, that will say, it just feels like one more thing just keeps happening. And how do I get out from underneath this funk? So I think the most effective way, if I can just cut to the chase, and tell you this even for those of you who are you're going through a situation that it's expected you would be sad or depressed or struggling with it even if it's expected it doesn't mean you have to suffer longer than you need to or suffer at all i mean you can't dismiss the feelings but you can you can do things that make it more tolerable and easier to understand and speed up the process without sweeping it under the rug, okay? Because sweeping things under the rug, doing things to distract yourself, pretending that you're happy, keeping yourself busy without like really thinking about or processing what it is that's making you sad, that just makes matters worse. And you can only white-knuckle it for so long. It's like pushing a giant over-inflated beach ball below the surface eventually you're just gonna lose focus and it pops up above the surface and you can't enjoy being in the pool if your entire time you're incredibly focused on trying to keep that beach ball below the surface it's, it's gonna emerge it's gonna explode up into the air if you don't do something about it and I think the absolute most effective thing you can do is to see Seek wise counsel, and I don't mean in your best friend. Now that's an option, but it's not a very effective one, unless your best friend is a a therapist, in which case it's probably still not your best option. Like, you know, one of my very best friends in the whole world is Dr. Michaela Sarno, and while we confide in each other, I don't do so in a way that I would with a therapist because I want that relationship to be a friend relationship. You know, it's like if you have a friend who's a personal trainer, if you're always asking them to train you, is it really a friendship or is it now like a, you know, a business relationship? So I have my own therapist that I go to and I've been to several therapists. Let me see if I can count them up. I don't know how many more than five um, in my lifetime. The absolute quickest way for you to figure out why you're in a funk and to address it is to go to a therapist. Now most people don't wanna do that because they actually, they're more afraid of dealing with the thing than they are just dealing with the fact that they're unhappy. They're like, you know, the fact that I'm unhappy or depressed or I have anxiety or any of these things that to me I'm speaking like as if I'm this person that to me seems more tolerable than the unexpected or what i don't know the unknown if i were to dig into why i feel this way like i'm afraid of the unknown and most people who tell me that and you know then eventually go and see a therapist they can't believe they waited so long so i have to tell you 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 just bite the bullet you know don't be afraid. It isn't going to be worse. It's only going to get better. I've, not, I've Of the thousands of people who've reached out to me and shared their stories with me about making this decision to seek counseling, I've never heard from anyone who didn't feel like it was the best decision. Now, having said that, I wanna go into how you find a good therapist. Because I think there are lots of ways you can do this. Number one is to look at Yelp reviews. Now, Yelp is an app that you can download. It's here in the United States. I don't know if it's available in other countries. But either way, there's some system, wherever you are, some type of an app or a a, a service online where people share their reviews of a therapist in your area. That's number one. And, And that's a place to start. And I would tell you to ask for recommendations, but not very many of your friends have gone to a therapist. And if they have, they might not feel comfortable sharing that with you. So while it would be great to get recommendations, you'd have to first know someone who'd Who's gone to therapy recently and had a really positive experience and then was willing to share that with you Some people also don't want their friends to go see the same therapist not, Now a therapist is never going to, you know Disclose the names if they would lose their license of anyone that they're treating or any of the details Even if it's a family member or a close friend Nonetheless, I think it's just that innate fear that most of us have that it's not going to be private Or like this is my special person. I don't want to share them with other people. So that's possible Which which makes a referral from a close friend less likely. The other thing that you can do is go to um, your resources online. Google the type of trauma you think you're dealing with. Maybe it's just, maybe you don't know what it's the result of. I can tell you that a very high percentage of the population both male and female have unresolved trauma related to abuse whether it's childhood sexual abuse or childhood physical abuse or emotional abuse or the traumas of growing up in a household that was in chaos i think that you know that's probably going to be 75% of the population is going to fall into one of those categories and you think oh yeah i mean that that's not why i mean that was a long time ago i'm over it um okay how do you know? How do you know? So I guess what I'm trying to suggest to you is this is a, it's, it is a faster way. It is a quicker way. It's a more effective way. It's it's a more effective way because you actually get to the root of the problem. Now there's different types of therapies and, you know, we could talk about that indefinitely. Now I am a big fan of EMDR. E as in I, M as a movement, D as in deep processing, R as in shoot. I can't remember what the R stands for, but look it up. Uh, I think it's a very powerful and very effective way, especially for people who've experienced some form of um, trauma. You know, whether it's from fighting in a war, or having been in a car crash, or uh, growing up in an abusive household, or an incident or years of abuse like it's a really really powerful form of treatment. And there's also talk therapy. I'm I think I think those two in conjunction are really powerful. There's also EFT therapy. There's all different types of therapies. But I would suggest that you experiment with this stuff. Okay, so now let me share with you what it's going to look like when you go on your first session. I need you to just know that the first person you go to, think of it as dating. Right? And this is a human being. And if you're going to do powerful, important work, you need to have a connection. You need to feel like they're credible and you trust them. Those are the, you don't have to relate to how old they are, how young they are, any of those things, but you do need to feel like you trust them and you, you believe their credibility. That's really important. And that might not happen the first time you walk into someone's office. Right? So both my kids, we've encouraged them all their lives. You know, we, and we've always openly talked about therapy. We've talked about how our smartest friends go to therapy. And frankly, some of my friends who are still a little hung up on things, still struggling. I I know it's because they haven't done the work and I love them dearly. And I hope they're listening and I hope that they know that there's still work to be done for all of us, right? Like You just improve yourself. You give yourself the advantage, dude. You give yourself every advantage when you regularly seek wise counsel of a therapist, a really trusted, knowledgeable, no BS kind of therapist. Not one that's going to let you run the session. Not one that's going to let you squirm out of the uncomfortable things. But one who's really going to do an initial assessment and really figure out what your root triggers are. Like where did a lot of this stuff stem from? and peck away at those things one at a time. Anyways, when you go on your first appointment, think of it as a date. You don't have, and if it doesn't work out, it's not like, oh, I'm done dating. I'm never gonna date again. No, you you think about it and you think on it and then then you decide if you wanna go on a second date with this therapist or if you need to date someone else. That's how I want you to think of it. Anyways, back to my kids. We've always talked very openly and very positively about therapy and, and talked about how it's, It's kind of like creating uh, a goals list. It's kind of like making your bed every morning. It's kind of like understanding that clutter bogs you down. Like these are lessons that we've taught our kids. Like if you want advantage, here's some of the basic principles. And one of them is you regularly see a therapist. And hopefully the people that you marry will also regularly see a therapist or have by the time you get married because it's what smart people freaking do. And it's crazy to me that people are like, oh, it's too expensive. I'm like, it's your life. Figure it out. Sell some shit on the internet if you have to. Stop going out to dinner. Uh, Don't buy shoes for six months. Whatever it is you have to do, it's too important not to do it. Prioritize this. Oh, the therapists right now are like, Yes, sister, preach. They're loving me right now. But it is that important. Anyways, uh, our daughter, Sierra, recently was struggling with a really difficult decision about track and whether or not she wanted to continue and why track was causing her so much anxiety, like just overwhelming sense of like just anxiety And it started to affect her every thought and it was getting worse and worse and so you know we were looking for the right therapist for her and i told her exactly that like you know based on your personality and uh what it is you're struggling with at the moment i found you know a new therapist for you but i want you to go and have an open mind and let me know what you think and just promise me that if there's not a connection that we can find someone else and she went on that first uh, session, she's like, yeah, no, definitely not. Definitely, definitely not. All we did was like talk in the way that I would talk to one of my girlfriends. And I just, I just didn't feel like she was, you know, going to be able to do this for me, help me through this. And I love that Sierra felt that way. So I said, cool, let's find someone else. So I Looked up another therapist that I thought was a good fit. This one also happens to do EMDR and um, said the same thing. Might not be the right person, but let's go have a date. And Sierra's like, you know, I kind of like this. Because I I, you know what? I really enjoy talking about myself and this is kind of fun. And what per- who doesn't enjoy talk, talking about themselves without somebody interrupting to tell you about themselves? Like, it's a cool thing. So anyway, she went on her second um, appointment with a second therapist and great connection like so much accomplished in one session she's had several with her since then my point is that you need to be open to the idea that you may have to see more than one and it's also not a bad idea if you've done therapy in the past to see if there's not someone out there who might be a little bit better and just get a different perspective there's also several online services so like let's say you live in a rural area where it just great therapists aren't available. There's DoctorsOnDemand.com. That's a service started by Dr. Phil, and it's a pretty reputable service. And um, I, you know, I know lots of people who have used it and have had great success. I don't know exactly how you pick a therapist there, but I know you can look up their background and their training. I don't know if EMDR can be done over um, Doctors on Demand. But either way, there's some really incredibly qualified therapists who use that service, and it's it's basically like a Skype. So that's another option for you. And then I guess perhaps another, you know, look. let's just say it's just, it's just not in the cards right now. Financially, there's no way you can possibly swing this. Well, then what do you do? You got to talk about it. And you need to talk about it with someone who you can trust and who is going to give you good advice, but mainly someone who, um, you know, the relationship doesn't turn into this idea that you're expecting them to be your therapist. I think the best people to talk to are the people who will simply listen and let you get it out. That's helpful. That's helpful. But nothing in my opinion, nothing in my estimation is more effective than being a stud. I mean, you need you need to have some courage here. You need to grow a pair, as they like to say. And you just need to do this. You need to suck it up and you need to get yourself in therapy. Because it's what smart people do. It's what people who are the dot com do and that is you my friend. So thank you for spending this time with me in the car. I hope you'll reach out to me and let me know how your first session went. This is going to be exciting to hear. You can change the legacy of your life. You can change your children's lives if you struggle with confidence. If you struggle with negative thoughts about yourself and not feeling like you're enough. If you struggle with your relationships, you can you can change all that. It is crazy how your perspective, your thoughts, and your beliefs can be improved in um, sometimes as little as just one session. So do the work and let me know how it goes. I love you. I'll talk to you soon. This episode has been brought to you by the Smart Life Push Journal. If you're the type of individual who loves to make lists, keep yourself on task, get organized, and they're just don't seem to be enough hours in the day. This is a convenient, lightweight, simple to use 30-day system. This is not just a day planner. And learn how you can get your health, fitness, life, and goals organized and develop the laser focus you need to have the life that you deserve. Check it out. Go to smartlifepushjournal.com.